It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to the second last episode of the preseason team list podcast. And today we're going to talk about the West Tigers with Ryan and Irregular Rob. Now, boys, it's a bit unusual today. Uh, I've, I've swapped out my customary scotch because we're actually recording in the morning. Well, it's morning for me. Rob's probably on the beers. Um, but instead, I've got a like an iced coffee. So I don't know if this is going to help or hinder my performance, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, I heard you say you had a meal replacement shake before. We were, Rob and I were wondering if that's code for a for a 10 a.m. whiskey. We were... <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on the wedding diet, mate. Ah, nice. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah, yeah I've got to get into the slim fit suit. So I've got about I've got about four kilos I need to lose between now and early May. So, and and the weekends are just an absolute train wreck for me. So I got up, wrote a player article this morning, and then went to the gym. I was telling telling Rob before you joined in. So I'm now having my meal replacement shake because I haven't eaten since four thirty yesterday afternoon. Um, Scotch doesn't count as food, so... Um, <laughs> you had too many meal replacements last night. <laughs> too many meal replacements on the Roosters episode, I think. I, I did, yeah. By the end of the Roosters episode, there was a bit of... Yeah, there's definitely some meals replaced by then. Um, <laughs> I had, uh, yeah, I had, like, a, at least a third, if not a half, of one of those 1.25-litre bottles of Johnny Walker between those three episodes last night. So Bloody hell. Yeah, I gave it a proper I gave it a proper nudge and fell asleep watching Harry Potter last night. So all in all, it was a great night. Well done. But, uh, yeah, boys, Rob, we're here today uh, to speak about your second favourite team, the, the West Tigers, mate. So do you, how do you how do you feel about the West Tigers, Rob? Are you, are you high on them for this year or...? I think, yeah, I am high. I think they've done the best in terms of recruitment of any team. Um, and they've just brought in some really good players, um, Papali'i, obviously. But Coruscant is a sneaky, really good get as well. Um, yep. He's going to get... And Hastings um, is gone. Um, and they've replaced him. I guess it just means Dewey can, can focus on being a halfback, um, which is definitely his best position. Um, even if he's got a six on, he's going to be controlling stuff. Um, and who am I missing? Clemmer, Clemmer. Not if you and, believe uh, the, the reports that Dane Laurie is going to play six and Dewey's going to play in the centres with Charlie Staines at fullback, That's if you believe Just, those reports. That sounds yeah, it, it is. Dewey's best position is in the halves, right? Um, and if Sheens can't see that after last year, then mm. oh, I don't know. It's going to be a long season, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting one because uh, it's it's one of those situations where you go, who's my best 17 players? And we've, we've all seen the performance of Charlie Staines on the wing, and it's not great, but he's definitely better at fullback. Yep. And Dane Laurie has played in the halves before, but he's probably too small to play centre or wing. So if you if you're looking at purely from a, a case of get my best seventeen players a jersey, then you could go about that. And it's just about whether you then want to have Stafford Toa or Tommy Talao in the team as your one center, and then that allows you to play Ken Mamalo on the wing and get some uh, get some meterage from from them. But I mean, you know, when you're talking about moving Adam Dewey out of position so you can squeeze Ken Mamalo and Stafford Toa into your team, you're probably going about it the wrong way as well. So we, we've got it lined up the way we actually think it's going to come out, which is Dane Laurie out at fullback. Uh, obviously, he is 
probably too small to have a ceiling much higher than where he's at. Uh, even in an improved Tigers team, you know, we, there's upside maybe to, you know, tickle the low side of 40 if if everything clicks. But, you know, that's still not 10 points of value. So, you know, it, no interest here in Dane Laurie, boys. Starting with you, Rob. Um, Maybe a couple of points, but not, not enough um, at his price. Yeah, no. Nah. So in, you know, completing the back line, we've got Staines and uh, Norfolk on the wings. Uh, although... The more I think about it, the more I don't think that Staines is going to play on the wing. I think he's either going to be playing fullback in first grade or reserve grade. Same with Dane Laurie. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. Um, and then in the centres, we've got Stafford Toa, who played really, really well last year, and a potential dual position cash cow in Tommy Talao, who obviously has had you know a number of injuries. But it seems like the Tigers are really high on him. 250K dual centre wing fullback, Ryan break even a 17. Is Tommy Talao currently in your side? Yeah, no, he is. I think he seems like one of the better cheapy options um, in a really barren year so far. Um, look, the the bar is not set extraordinarily, you know, particularly high for a, a, a what a break even a seventeen. Only needs to average in the high twenties. Um, he's he's done that fairly consistently when he's been given the opportunity to start at centre. Like he's typically. Been that you know high twenties. He's actually I think a little bit better on the wing, probably just because of you know the try scoring opportunities. But um, yeah, no, look, I, I, he's just at that price point where you just put him in your team. You don't really think about it. Um, he he presents enough value there, and he doesn't have to do a whole lot. Um, ideally, you don't want to be relying on him um, in your seventeen, but I think a lot of people will just because of the lack of options and you. Got to, got to have some cheapies, I guess, in your 17 to start the year, don't you? Yeah, I mean, personally, my advice is that, you know, if he is in your scoring 17, you need to look at rejigging your side uh, just because, you know, you look at this is just so he's only got an 18-game sample size at centre. And mm. I'm just going to read through some of the scores, 15, 18, 17, 17, 13, 0 in 80 minutes, 16 and 4. So that's eight of 18 games under 20, which is, you know, absolutely horrendous in terms of stunting your cash generation. Uh, and you really don't want to be stuck copying a zero and a four, which is his, in his last six games at centre, he's got two five or lesses. Oof. Which is, a, which is a problem. So, you know, and I mean, in that time, in fairness to him, he played against the Panthers and... Um, the the Manly in 2021, who obviously were were just absolutely crushing it by round 19, 2021. So, I mean, you can forgive that, but also it's really not great. You know, you look at some of his games here with demerits, he's got three out of 18 games above 15 demerits at centre, which is really impressive. <laughs> Eight missed tackles and an error, five missed tackles, three errors. And five missed tackles, four errors. So he, he has an error in his game. He has a missed tackle in his game. Uh, his base is not particularly high, um, but also the Tigers have been pretty bad and we're expecting them to improve. So, I mean, I've got him in my team, but he's going to be sitting in my 20 or 21 and not going anywhere near my starting 17 outside of absolute desperation. Yeah, I think, to be honest, the, probably the biggest point of um, value he adds is just that dual position as well, like being the break glass yeah. um, option for both centre and wing, I think is probably the, the biggest point of value he adds. 
Yeah, hundred percent. And you're really just praying for him to get a thirty-five in that that week that you have to play him. Yep. So, personally, need, definitely one for the Luke slot. Might need two or three tries to get thirty-five, but <laughs> yeah. Well, there's that. He's try scoring sixty percent. He does have yeah a couple of two try games, but he's got a two try game where he got twenty-seven as well. Yeah. So, but he says he played center, but he only made two tackles. So that makes me think he played on the wing. Like there's a lot of games where he made less than 10 tackles here. So I don't know if I trust this uh, positional distribution, but um, yeah, no, he's just definitely buy him, but um, yeah, he shouldn't be in your 17. If he is, you need to reshuffle some things, I think. Uh, Moving through the board here into the halves where it gets a lot more interesting. And Ryan, uh, there's one guy here in the halves that you are extremely high on, which is Luke Brooks. Yes, mate. Another year, Brooksy. He's the best. No, I'm just kidding. So, Ryan, you're really high on Adam Dewey, uh, who looks likely to take the 5'8 jersey, assuming there's nothing stupid happening here. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, you wrote his article, so tell me a little bit about your thoughts on him. Yeah, no, well, look, let's work off the assumption that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, Tim Sheens has eyes and we're going to get Adam Dewey in the in the halves. Um, if that is the case, then look, there's certainly some value here, I think, with Dewey. Uh, he started the year with two games off the bench and also a game um, at centre where he posted a 13, a 32 and a 15. Um, from there, he moved into the halves and that's when his average just skyrocketed. So he only averaged 50 last year when you include for everything. But if you just filter for the halves, he actually averaged 62. Um, huge game, like huge year for Dewey. Uh, if you look at the year prior as well in Vlanders Ball, he actually averaged less than that, which is surprising. I think it was uh, around 57-ish, mid-57s. Um, so, look, even if he was to settle somewhere in between there, look, there's probably five points of value on offer if he can, even without the wing fullback duel. Because uh, last year, if you, I think he was ended up being the third best um, half as well, Dewey, last year, tied with Cameron Munster behind only Cleary and um, Nico Hines. So... Yeah, just huge stuff from Dewey last year. If um, if he can keep that up, then there's probably about five points of value here because Fan Hub have played with his price a little bit. He's priced around 53 sort of area, I think. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's a there's probably about five points of value on offer here and a potential keeper. It's just whether or not you want to, um, you know, use that money on, on Dewey or somewhere else in that in that price range. Um, currently, I don't have Dewey in my side, and it's more just not so much that I don't think he's a good buy. It's more just I, I want to use that money elsewhere, and I've got um, Cleary, Tanner Boyd, Jackson Hastings, assuming he's goal-kicking. Um, so it's like how do, I, how do I squeeze him in? Yeah, yeah. plus you've got to squeeze Sean Johnson into your side, mate. So Oh, exactly, no, exactly. No room. No room. Yeah, no, I'm the same. I like Dewey. I think he's got an up, up, like, I think he's a high 50s, low 60s. I just also think that Matt Burton's going to do the exact same thing and he's 60K less. Yeah. Uh, any additional thoughts here on, on Dewey, Rob? No, yeah, I kind of did the same thing as you, Mark, with, with Burton. And I think, yeah, that just the fan hub altering the scores, uh, altering the price has just kind of put me off slightly. Um, but you're right. There is, it is, um, he's going to be high fifties, probably like 58, 59 is kind of where I'm thinking, which is great. Like definitely not going to play origin. Um, just that, yeah, he's going to be a keeper. One of the top half options. It's just, yeah. What can you do with the cash? There's lots of halves as, we, as we've mentioned. Um, so just kind of pick your favorite, I think. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, speaking of, 
halves, obviously the other half here, Luke Brooks. There, there's been some nibbles of people being interested in Luke, Luke Brooks talking about him averaging in the fifties, which I'm not quite sure what you know mathematical gymnastics that they did to actually arrive there. Rob, did you have the pleasure of jumping on the Luke Brooks train when Ryan and I did? Yeah, Luke absolutely. Brooks, I was. No, it was me as well. I was looking through my some of the teams of past with Ryan <laughs> the other day, and Brooks is in there more than I care to mention. Um, mm. I think even with someone like Laurie at six, <laughs> like could he could he then be fifty average? Maybe, um, but with Dewey, it just doesn't make sense to me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think if I think if he was to partner Laurie, I'd have to have a serious look at him. But even mm. then, Dewey will do some kicking from centre. Yeah. Brooks but, just is I mean, what he is now, I think. We, we kind of yeah. know what he is, and it's kind of 40s. It's not particularly fantasy relevant. Yeah, well, you look at Luke Brooks, 12 games in the halves with Dewey, average of 45.5. Mm. Yeah, which is not, you know, he's priced at 42. So that's probably the end of that particular discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> moving into Sorry, the Brooksy. Pack. Yeah, moving into the forward pack, I'll, I'll, I'll let you have another hit up, Rob. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of... Uh, interesting options here in the forward pack. Um, Appy Coruscant is going to be the hooker, or you know that that sort of leads that pack around. Priced around fifty uh, at seven hundred eighteen k, I think he's probably one where you know he's he's older and going to play Origin, and you can let this one go through to the keeper as well. Yeah, I think if he played eighty, it would be interesting, but he, they probably don't need him to because they've got. Um, I don't even know who it is on the bench. Will Smith, right? Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's just one of those ones where there's cheaper and better options. He's going to be a good player um, at a new team. I think he'll go well, but it's it's one of those non-fantasy relevant ones for me. Yeah, I mean, even if you look at the games where he, like, if, you, if he is going to play 80 minutes, the last three seasons has been 60, 57.8, and 54 in games where he's played at least 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is we don't think that's going to happen regularly, do we? I don't think so. No. no. So more likely I think it's going to be in the 60 to 70-minute bracket um, with the occasional additional game. And you look at his 60 to 70-minute games, uh, he's only averaged over 50 once since 2019, including 2019 in that price bracket, like in that range of minutes. And that was last year where he played eight games at an average of 66 minutes for uh, 53 points. But there's a 25% try scoring rate in there and he was playing in that Panthers team. So Tigers definitely improved, but not the Panthers. And that even that would only be four points of value. So I think you're probably safe to just let this one go through to the keeper. Is that, we're all in agreement on that? Yep, no, I agree. Yep, cool. All right, much more interesting. Now, at the moment, we've got the pack listed as the, the three starting middles as Clemmer, Offengawi, and Stefano with Papali and John Bateman on the edge, but um, not saying where we heard this um, because it's a secret squirrel, uh, but uh, we're of the belief now that Sean Bloor is going to play on the edge and John Bateman's actually going to play lock, which would push that Stefano to the bench. Now this makes a lot of sense being that John Bateman currently is still over in England with no idea when he's actually going to get here. 
Um, and it's very important in the preseason to be developing these combinations because in one, two, three, four, five, six weeks, we're going to be playing football. So, you know, it's very important to have those combinations. So we think that it's going to be Papali, left edge, Sean Bloor, right edge, Ryan, and that would be, you know, a, an absolute fill-up for fantasy coaches with Sean Bloor. Yeah, no, it would be, uh, absolutely. To get a 250K uh, edge back rower who's, you know, put up some decent scoring in the past when he's been healthy on the field. Um, hopefully he can bounce back from that ACL injury. Uh, but, I mean, it would make sense, wouldn't it, given that I saw a quote from Tim Sheens the other day. They're not they're, they're hoping to have him for the second trial game, like a week or two before the season actually starts. So to expect someone to just fall straight into that uh, edge spot watching video and... Um, He's sending him videos over to England, though, man. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. No, he's he's on he's on Zoom. Don't worry, that'll do. On TikTok, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it would make sense, and it would be great for fantasy to have um, yeah. have that blur option. It would really free up some like you know squad uh, construction ideas, uh, some different options. Yeah, so I mean, at the moment, I have got Sean Blore sitting in my, sitting in my starting seventeen, which is going to allow me to run a you know Talao, Dory, Sloan emergency with one more cheapie of some description, uh, whether that's Tafare or, you know, Khan Pereira or whoever it is. But, you know, it does, it gives you a little bit more money to spend in your, you know, high end, you know, potential keeper type type territory. You know, you might go for a Cleary Haas or a, you know, Haas Murray or something like that while also being able to squeeze a, a gun like a Valentine Holmes India Centers or something like that. So it does it does open up a lot of additional money. If you can get a, a solid 40 out of your 17th man, it means you're not running a, you know, Jaden Sullivan or something like that. So by the time it gets to this web, this uh, episode being aired, I'd suggest that the website's going to reflect that, <laughs> that change. Um, so I guess it means for everybody else in the pack, um, excluding uh, Papali'i, uh, Clemmer, Offengiawi, Bateman, Stefano, Pole, and you know Matamua slash Twal, whichever way they decide to go in terms of construction, they're really all going to be cannibalizing each other in terms of middle minutes. And there's probably nobody in that list, Rob, that we're actually interested in looking at now. Yeah, I think if you've got Bateman, Clemmer, and Offengiawi. Those are three massive minute eaters, right? Like, yeah. how many minutes are they going to play between the three of them? Probably 165, 170 of the 240 minutes. Yeah, that's right. And and there was some talk of um, Matamua getting that lock spot before um, Bateman was signed, which which would be excellent. Like, if we got an injury and Matamua came in, that would be an absolute fill-up. But um, at the moment, yeah, they're all just going to take points off each other. I guess our hope is that... Um, Bateman eventually does get that edge spot. Maybe he loses a bit of cash um, from playing in the middle rotation, um, and then we get a keeper on the edge at a slight discount. That's probably the ideal outcome. Yeah, and it's it's going to be interesting how it impacts on Papali'i because I actually was doing some interesting numbers the other day, and I think he's going to be a I think he's going to be an absolute gun again. Absolutely, um, Tiger's not going to reward him. His... Sorry. Tiger's not going to ruin him. You got faith? No, mate. No, nothing can nothing can ruin Big Papa. Uh, but <laughs> he's a uh, papa now. yeah, he, he mate, he's the real Big Papa. Josh lost his mantle. He did, uh, mate. I was looking at his numbers: sixty-five to seventy, like or sixty to seventy minutes, and then 
71 plus minutes and there's actually not really any difference. So, you know, you look at his uh, between 65 and 70 minute games from the last two years, he's got 10 performances, 68 minutes for 63 points. Um, But then you go to 71 or more minutes and it's 79 minutes for 65 points. So, you know, he's really only losing two points for losing 15 minutes there you know, across those samples, which is really interesting. Um, and, I mean, it's probably a situation where he's, Ryan, he's too expensive to actually start with, but he's somebody you're going to be actively targeting, you know, after that round 13 bite. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like, personally as well, I just want to see how he actually fits into this Tiger squad and how they deploy him, how they're actually going to use him. Can he, um, you know, still get that try-scoring prowess? And I'm sure he can without, you know, that, top four eel system with Mitch Moses feeding him, relying a little bit more on Adam Dewey, Luke Brooks to give him good ball. And look, it's certainly a possibility, but at the price tag, I'm just, I'm happy to let it go through to the keeper and just, you know, give him a look, um, see how he goes. Cause I don't think there's a huge amount of value round one. So yeah, no, definitely want to target later on. I think. Yeah. hundred percent. Same for you, Rob. Yeah. Do you think he'll be the number one edge by the end of the year? Just putting on the spot here. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. But yeah, that's always that's always a kind of final team team keeper kind of probably, person to probably have. five points. Probably five points better than anyone else. Yeah. Who do you think's number two? Crichton? Elias Elias Oh now you're talking. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it probably will be Crichton. Just any ex warrior that's um playing on an edge now for a different team. Yeah. <laughs> Slot them in my team. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, just lob them in there. Yeah. yeah. No, that's it. Uh, boys, any any further, any more stuff for the Tigers? No, they're, for a team that's recruited a lot of uh, big names, they're not too relevant, I suppose, are they? Other than the two, ch- two cheapies and Dewey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think if Staines, if Staines is fullback, we should probably have a look at him as well, um, yeah. just based on, on what Mark said at the top, um, because, yeah, he's a lot more interesting a prospect at fullback. Yeah. No, I actually would be extremely interested if he was at fullback. Yeah, I'd almost take him over chance. Well, if for no other reason than splitting it up so you don't have Tamari, Martin, and chance. That's right. Yep. He's the one that falls away, right, out of the, the Warriors, yeah. the fabled Warriors spine <laughs> that we might have oh, three of. Three three elite fantasy options. In a, in a bottom two squad. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. It's, you know what's the the great thing is that you're able to actually admit that, and then when they come like fourteenth, you'll be happy. Yeah, I, no, I think I'd be happy with tenth. Anything less than that is would just be a normal Warriors season. <laughs> it's not all about the Warriors, Rob. Jeez. Oh, I know. That's why I don't bring them up every every episode. Just when prompted by you. But sorry, sitting sitting pretty with your Cowboys head on at the moment, mate. Yeah, oh mate, it was it was tough for like two years there. Oh, I bet. <laughs> the eighteen, nineteen, actually eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, not a great. I time, think. But. I think you have to give a new coach a year though, and I think like that's Todd Payton got a year, and he was not great in his first year at the Cows, but he really turned the squad around, and I think hopefully Webster does that in twenty twenty-four when Sean's gone. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as for the Tigers, it's going to be really interesting to see how they all shake out. Any any closing thoughts here, boys? No, mate. Uh, where, where do we are the Tigers a top eight side? Make you make your bold state. They're going to plant your flag. Ninth. Yeah, I think I think tenth. But a fun. It'll be fun. A fun tenth. 
the the problem is going to be they don't have an elite half. No, that's mm. the you know I, a cl- I, that's a clutch, it's, isn't it? it it's a hundred percent on Appy Coruscant this season. Can Benji get out there? Oh, <laughs> Benji, get 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 Faz get Faz out there and Benji. Now we're talking. And, yeah, and play Appy Appy in the six, Benji at seven, and Faz at nine. That's that's what the people oh. want. Just put Benji at fourteen. He's perfect. I wonder what um don't don't talk about Benji Marshall like that, mate. I wonder what uh oh. I wonder what bloody what's what's his name Pat Richards is doing. Oh yeah, the the old kickoff merchant. I need someone yeah, else. What's, what's Lottie Takiri up to? Oh man, oh, was he? Yes. He wasn't part of that team, was he? Yeah, I think he yeah, was for a couple of years. Yeah, oh, he's on the Tigers, but not the oh, team that beat the Cowboys. No, 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 no. Todd Baton was. Get him out there. Yeah, dog. <laughs> was that? Oh, I just watch 05 Grand Final highlights quite a lot. Eh, just the Benji <laughs> flip pass. It's just so nice. Yeah, I don't. I I can't say I've ever watched the the O five Grand Final. Oh, you really should. It is just a great. (laughs) I've got enough disappointment from the Cowboys in my life. I don't need to choose extra. (laughs) All right, boys. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. Appreciate you tuning in to listen to us talk about the West Tigers. Uh, It's basically just uh, the cheapies and and Dewey. If you want to go that way, and uh, we'll see you next time to speak about the last and newest NRL team. The not Red Cliff Dolphins. <laughs> Love you guys.